Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pillow Talk podcast, where culture meets Christianity and we keep it real and biblical. Here on the show, we're talking all things Jesus, faith, life, womanhood, singleness, and relationships. Whatever the topic is, we're going to be real about it. Whether you are new or coming back, welcome sis. I am your host, Vanessa Belval, here to provide biblical truth and help encourage women in finding their identity and purpose in Jesus and how to walk in it boldly, authentically, and abundantly. So grab your coffee, grab your tea, your ice water, grab your blanket, gather up your girls if they're around, tune in, and let's talk. So y'all remember when the song Refiner by Maverick City came out? That used to be one of my favorite songs by Maverick City. Every time that song would come on, I would just drop everything and just worship God. And immediately, like, my face is just like, like, just wet with tears, (laughs) Because that's all I could do when that song would come on. It's such a beautiful song. Every time you hear it, you'd be so quick to lift up your hands until you get to that one line in the song that says, I want to be tried like fire, purified, take whatever you desire, Lord, here's my life. I'm sorry, I could have just said the words, but it's just such a beautiful song. I love that song and the melody. Every time that line comes up, whenever that line comes up in the song, it's like our arms start to get lower and lower and our lips are mute and we suddenly forget the lyrics to the song. Like the lyrics are completely out the window. We sing about it, but we don't like it when those lyrics get literal. Like, like when it happens to us about being refined, we're like, wait a minute, God. When I said I want to be tried like fire, I did not mean me. I was just singing along to the songs. I was reading the lyrics off of the off of the screen at church. I didn't really know what I was signing up for. Like hold on, like you got the wrong one. (laughs) I don't know, but I think that's been pretty much most of us. Like we all know that one of the most dangerous prayers to pray is Lord refine me. Because when we pray that prayer, if you don't know by now, don't pray that prayer if you don't want God to shake some things up and do some things in your life. Because he will, and he won't hesitate. Um. If you've been feeling like you've been stretched, under pressure, constantly challenged to the point where you feel like you just can't catch a break, you're looking around and you're seeing things just shake up in your life and nothing just seems to make sense anymore. Like there's people leaving your life, you know, you probably lost your job and, you know, you're unemployed or, you know, um, uh, some important people left your life and you were really dependent on them. Or there's some things that you were used to doing and, um, you know, suddenly those resources or those things you just can't get to anymore and you're having to look for another outlet. Like you are in distress. This is for you. 
Together, we're going to talk about the refining process, what it is, why we go through it, and how we can get through it. So first off, the definition of refining, because we love school and we love definitions. Refining means to remove impurities or unwanted elements from a substance. Typically, as part of an industrial process, a method of removing impurities in order to obtain metals of high purity. So the fire that's mentioned is obviously not a real fire. It's a spiritual fire that comes in the forms of trials. Before I looked up the process of metal being refined to get to a bigger, of course, to get like a bigger and better understanding. And I saw how the process resembled and looked a lot like what it's like being refined by God in our Krishna walk. And he wants to be seen in us and be glorified through us in our lives. But in order for this to happen, we have to undergo the fire and be refined. Proverbs 17 verse 3 says, Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Sometimes it feels as if we're being pushed back and left out as if God is punishing us, but really he's refining us. The purpose of the refining season or just being refined is to test our hearts for the purpose of molding them. He will allow us to go through trials, various trials, and will challenge us with the intention to purify us and test and prove the genuineness of our faith. First Peter verse, uh, chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, it says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, that's more precious than gold that perishes through it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're always asking, why am I going through this? Why me? Why now? Why not somebody else? I want to say, well, sis, why not you? Think about it. God loves you too much to leave you the way that you've been and how he found you when you were lost. I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering says in Isaiah 48 verse 10, the New King James Version says, behold, I have chosen you. First, know that God chose you. You are his daughter, his child. Know that being chosen by God doesn't exclude you from problems in life. It just means that when problems come our way, we won't allow them to control or affect us. We can encounter them head on and go through them with a different mindset, a heavenly mindset. Like children of loving parents, we being his chosen children, we, we get to be disciplined for a greater purpose. We get to partake in the work that God has prepared for us, something greater than the earth can withstand and contain. 
It may be painful, but it's for a little while. It's for a little while. It may be painful, but it's so worth it in the end. So there's this process for the metal, right? And I'm going to try to see if I can uh, get through it and explain it in a way where we can all understand. It's actually a very beautiful process. Um, I remember when I was in my pure uh, purifying and pruning and refining season, I was like, what the heck is this? Like, I, this is this is not it. Like, I feel like I'm going through fire. Like, I feel like there were just a lot of things that were just like being stripped from me. And it wasn't just a one-time thing. There were moments in my life where I have been refined, I've been pruned. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was always after going through that season, that's when I realized that God allowed it for a greater purpose and to help grow, um, to help me to grow and be a better person in Christ. But there's this process for the metal. So first the metal is put into this crucible that is then placed over fire. This crucible is meant to hold the metal as like the rock that uh, as as it's being melted down. And it takes this process, it takes a while. Like the process, it takes some time. And the more time that passes by, the heat increases in order for the dross of the metal to rise to the surface for the silversmith to skim it off. And this process is repeated at least seven more times. <laughs> Imagine that, going through a process where it's like, all right, we done yet? No, not yet. Okay, are we done yet? No, not yet. All right, are we done yet? No, not yet. <laughs> it's repeated at least seven more times. And it's actually in the Bible where this is um, this is uh, verified. Like in Psalms 12, verse six, it says, the words of the Lord, are pure words, like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Listen, if the Lord said it, then that's it, all right? <laughs> and when that fire in the process, when the fire is turned up, listen, repeated seven times, and every time that fire, the heat, it increases. Like, it starts to get hot. Like, y'all know the song, it's getting hot in here? Yeah, it's it's getting hot, okay? It's getting hot, like, to where, to where you know, at the time of Meshach, um, Meshach, Bishak, and Abednego, sorry, I could not pronounce their names, but at the time when they were thrown into the fire, to where, one of, to where even the guards going into the fire got singed, yeah, it's that hot. So, when the heat turns up, right? That's when it starts to get like more comfortable, like in our life. Like we want to get out. We want to rush the process and avoid it altogether. But the heat has a purpose. The heat, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that's doing an inner work in us. So Proverbs 25 verse four, it says, take away the dross from the silver and the smith has material the smith has material for a vessel. So dross in the Bible is defined as dirt. 
impurities of silver that is separated from the one in the process of melting or refining. As the heat increases and the metals are melted, the impurities, the dross in the Bible, the dross, it would rise to the surface so that the refiner, the silversmith would skim it off. And just in the same way, God refines us so that we can be made pure. He does this to clear out all the junk that's in our life, all the, the junk that's in our heart. Like the material in the crucible, we are put in the fire and go through trials for those sins, those sin patterns, those behaviors and thoughts and impurities to rise to the surface. And as the dross is lifted up to the surface, the more we look like Jesus. So in the biblical times, they would use hammers to break chunks of rock in hopes to find useful metals like tin and copper to get to the deep hidden precious metals like gold and silver. Jeremiah 23 verses 29, it says, is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test? says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the most stubborn rock in pieces. These things, they were broken up in order to be exposed for the heat. There are times in our life when God brings a hammer and it's to break off all of those worthless materials in our life, those stubborn pieces that we just don't wanna get rid of, we just can't let go of, those stubborn pieces that just that just won't get off, they, they stick. They stick because we have just been repeating these cycles, repeating these habits, repeating these mindsets, and we have been repeating the, tr the trauma that's happened in our life. And because of that, we're, we keep repeating behaviors and we keep finding ourselves in these cycles and all, these, all this worthless material, all these things, these sin patterns, whatever they may be, they're like these worthless materials and materials in our life. God brings a hammer to break it off so that he can reach the things that are worthy and valuable deep within our hearts. So why fire? Why does God use fire to emphasize the process of refining? Why? Because first, God is more than an on-surface God. He's deeper. He's personal. He wants to get to the issue of the heart. The fire reveals what's inside and what needs to be taken out. This can appear as unforgiveness, anger, fear, bitterness, sinful desires, anything that is not pleasing to God. God wants to strip you from the need of approval, whether it's from friends or family. He wants to strip you from pride. He wants to strip you from the love of money in this world. He wants to strip you from greed. He wants to strip you from fear. He wants to strip you from your past identity. He wants to break out complaining. He wants to strip you from dependence of man. He wants to set you apart from worldly and negative mindsets that you've adopted since your childhood. He wants to do this to bring you out of these things. 
and make you new. Being refined may look like patience being developed in your life. You might have been praying for something, waiting for something. You're seeing everybody else get it and you're being frustrated. You're growing impatient. It may look like developing gratitude rather than snapping back and complaining. This could look like at work. This could look like with family. It may look like letting go of things you're used to doing or engaging in to cover up your wounds and your brokenness. It may look like cutting out secular music. It can look like recovering from selfish ambitions and selfish mindsets where you're being challenged to put other people first. You're being challenged to put God, to put his money, to put his affairs first before your own affairs. He may even remove people you've never thought would leave. It may look like shutting certain doors in your life that you would hope would open. It may look like removing idols from your heart in order to draw you closer to God. God can convict you of sin and call you to repentance. He can lead you to obedience even when it seems silly or when the fight between your flesh and your spirit grows and you're feeling like your flesh is winning and you're beginning to realize what that verse is saying when it says the the flesh is willing, but um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is so weak. God will point out the habits and strongholds in your life. He will release, he wants to release you from from these things because they've entrapped you. He wants to point these things out to you. He wants to bring them up to the surface. Release your pride and ego and allow him to do those things. Don't fight it. Don't resist it. If I can be honest, you're not going to (laughs) win. God is going to have his way regardless because God is God. (laughs) All of this, whatever it may look like to you when it comes to being refined, this is happening for the purpose of bearing more of his fruit. Don't despise the pruning and refining process. Instead, welcome it. Don't despise the pruning and refining process. Instead, welcome it. So it's like your mom going into your closet. So one time, I actually had a moment with my mom. Uh, She came in my room and she saw my closet. And for those that know me personally, you know my mom. She did not hesitate to say that it was cluttered and messy. When my mom got something to say, she gonna say it. (laughs) And she's definitely gonna say, you know, in Jesus name. (laughs) Um, But she just, she did not hesitate to say that my closet was cluttered and messy. Now, I knew that, you know, I knew that it was cluttered and messy. I like it that way. If I could be honest with you, like, I like it that way. Do I think I need to clean it up? Absolutely. But If I could be honest, I just prefer not to touch it. I prefer not to touch it because I know the amount of time it's going to take to go into this and to go into my closet and take everything out and just clean up and just organize. I knew it, but I, but yet I felt offended that she told me shortly afterwards. I like the Lord kind of just like convicted me in my heart. To where it's like, it just made me realize sometimes we can be like that with God. 
like God getting all up in your closet, telling you that there's too much clutter and that it's time to clean it up. We all go through our closet from time to time and we find things and clothes or whatever it is that just no longer fits or we haven't worn one time yet we always give the excuse oh it'll come in handy one day like oh you know I haven't worn it yet but like I'll wear it soon you know I got this one event coming up I think it'll work out for that thing but yet we just continue to fill up that closet with more and more stuff and um it doesn't even have to be clothes it could be things that we have just kept we just held on to for so long and you know the mini hoarder in us we just want to keep these things because we feel like it'll just come in handy one day why do we do this i don't know <laughs> do we need deliverance from it maybe so <laughs> but we've all done this before there are some things in your closet that no longer fit for your current season where you are right now or it doesn't fit or align with where you're going, you know that it's taking up space and you know that you have to let it go. But be, let's be honest, like I was before, I didn't want to. You don't wanna go to that closet. You don't wanna go to that closet and you don't wanna have to go through and sort through those things. Remember, some definitions of refining is the process of separating pure and desirable materials such as metals from the natural impurities that surround them. Emphasis, um, emphasizing on the word separating. Compared to the process of refining metal, God is separating us, setting us apart from the unclean, from the unnecessary. And what's interesting is that we can never really tell what junk we have unless we choose to go through inventory and clean house. At first, you're offended because you already know and you don't want to do it, but you already know that you need to do it. Like you're being told to clean and put the dishes away, for example, and you're already on your way to doing it, but now you don't feel like doing it anymore because you were told to do it. <laughs> I don't know. That's been me before sometimes where like, I'm going to go do something. And then like, you know, my, my mom or whomever, they tell me to go do something. And it's like, I was just going to do that. Like, hello, um, I'm capable of doing this by myself. Thanks. <laughs> but if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can let offense prevent us from going through a process that we will benefit from later in life. Some of us are probably avoiding cleaning up, like me, because of the amount of time it takes to clean it out, the amount of junk and things that we need to, or the amount of junk and things that we need to sort through. But the more you avoid what you know you need to do, the more that closet will get filled up and becomes overwhelming which will make the cleanup process even longer, even more strenuous and tiresome. Likewise, the sooner we humble ourselves and acknowledge the clutter, the mixture, the mess that we have deep underneath the carpet, deep underneath that pile, the sooner we realize what doesn't belong, and we can make room for what the Lord wants to do. So let God up in your closet. 
no need to be afraid. He knows what's in it, and he also knows what doesn't belong in it. But the question is, does God have access to your heart? Will you allow him in and examine your heart? Psalms 139 verses 23 to 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. Um, if you look in the Bible, um, in, if you look and study in the Bible, um, the word offensive in that context, it actually means, um, it means, it actually refers to, uh, to um, idolizing. If there is any adulterous, if there's any, um, I, if there is any idolizing way in me, anything that's offensive, that is destructive, that is, um, that I am idolizing, that I am keeping, that is preventing me from allowing you to be from allowing you to be first in my life. May you lead me in the everlasting. May you lead me in the right way. If our desire is to be more like him, we have to be comfortable. We need to be okay in asking him to test and search our hearts. And it's not always going to be a pretty answer that we'll get. Like a goldsmith, he's removing the impurities so that we as believers are to go through in order to be more like Jesus so that our lives, our words, and our actions would reflect him. Being refined is not easy and it's not a pretty process, but it's necessary. It's necessary for transformation. It's a time of maturing, developing, sanctification, purification. One thing I've learned about the process of metal being refined in the fire is that the silversmith never takes his eyes off of the metal that's in the crucible. We may feel that because the heat is turned up, the storms continue in our life, no matter how hard we pray, no matter how many times we pray and ask God to remove these storms and these trials, we naturally think that because they continue, that God has left us or he's turned his back on us and that the storms in our life is God's way of punishing us and we're paying the consequences. But the Bible says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. God's eyes has never left you. His eyes are always on you. His eyes are on the sparrow. Therefore, his eyes are on you. No matter what you go through, God is always with you. And I have a scripture that I hope you find comforting. Isaiah 43 verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Though it may feel like he's left and that he's far, 
rest in the truth that he is with you in the fire. You will make it out when he says so. Because remember, he's the silversmith. (laughs) He is carefully watching, making sure that you won't be consumed by the fire. He's watching over you, intently watching everything that doesn't resemble him fall off of you as he begins to see more of his reflection when he looks at you. Like the crucible that's intentionally used to hold the rock so that the rock will be burned. That's how God holds you so you won't be consumed or even touched by the fire. Isn't that beautiful? Like God is so intentional in every single detail that he he has made the refining process of natural rock to look like the refining process in the life of a son and daughter. So the fire may be hot, but it's controlled by the one who is refining us the refiner himself. And, you know, the refining process is not just something that you just get by. Like, you have to actively endure it. And to do that, you need to surrender to it. There goes that S word again. (laughs) Surrender to the process and surrender to the God of the process. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James 1 verses 2 to 4. What does it look like or what does it mean to have joy during trials? How can you have joy in the midst of being refined? How can you have joy when you are going through a really painful season of loss, a painful season of recovery? What does that look like? What do you do? Like, how can you have joy? What does it mean to have supernatural joy? I honestly believe it means Just resting and abiding in him who takes care of you. When you know the one that takes care of you, not only that, but when you know that he is taking care of you, you just simply rest and have joy. It's like watching a child. It's like watching a child just just play, not having a care in the world because they know that their, their mother, their father will take care of them. Their mother and their father will have food for them. They will have the next set of clothes for them. We're meant to be like children, y'all. We're meant to be like children to the father. All we need to do is just rest and abide, knowing that he will take care of you. We can confidently trust that he knows what he's doing. Even when trials and difficulty comes in our life, we can be certain that when God allows us to go through something that is refining us, we can have faith and trust and be joyful that we're chosen to go through this because 
We're marked by his spirit. We can trust and know that what will come after the testing, after the refining and the stripping away, it will be worth what we go through. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Job 23 verse 10. If we as his people are saying that he leads my life, he knows this, he knows every single step that I take. He knows and guides the steps of the godly. That also includes being refined. That doesn't just mean you know, about getting a job. It doesn't mean about being married. It doesn't mean about, you know, getting a house or, you know, trying to make the right decisions of every single little thing that we overwhelm and worry about in our life. It also includes every season and difficulty that we go through. He knows every single step in our life. Just because we're going through a difficulty or we're being refined or we're being stripped and we're being we're losing some people or we're losing some promotions or things or whatever it is it does not mean that we missed a step absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not could it be that the things that we go through whether it's loss whether it's pain could it be that it's god actually leading us could it be that it's god actually leading us just because it's not what we want, just because it's not what we're used to, just because it's not what we expected, doesn't mean that it's not God. That is definitely one thing that I have, that has been the theme of my entire year, 2023. If y'all knew, 2023 has been a ride. <laughs> it's been a ride. <laughs> it has been a ride. But the Lord has reassured to me so many times this year, that he's ordering my steps no matter what I'm gonna face this year. He's ordering my steps, even if it doesn't look like what I expected this year, even if it doesn't look like my plans that I had for myself, he's ordering my steps. He is not surprised when trials come your way. It's for a purpose. He will use your pain to purify your heart. He will sometimes use your pain to do that. He is a God who sympathizes and also walks with you through the fire and through your pain. The only way to endure and to persevere as you're under the fire, as you're under pressure, as you're going through this trial, press into him. Press in close to his heart. Humbly yield your will to his will and you will see that your faith and character will come out to be worth more valuable than gold. Another interesting but beautiful picture um, that I've been revealed to was in reference to the refining process, is that metals such as gold and silver, they're refined to add value, which then is used for like decoration, or it's and it's used for like show of wealth. And it's, and it's been this way for many centuries. Like gold and silver, it's refined 
for various uses. The refining of metals, it's, it's a very important process that not only adds value to the materials themselves, but it also contributes value to the global economy. So I thought about this and I'm like, and I want to share with you, like if God has a purpose for the, repri- for the refining process for rocks here on earth, he sure has an even bigger and beautiful purpose for refining us. He calls you to be refined because you are valuable to him. He is calling you to be refined in order to reflect him and be used by him for his noble purposes that will contribute to the kingdom of God. Second Timothy chapter two, verses 20 to 21 says, in a large house, there are articles, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble uses and some for ignoble uses, meaning just casual purposes. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. I don't know about you, but the more that I know God intimately, the more that I grow in him, the more that I want to be used by him to show other people who he is and that he's real. And in order to do that, guys, we have to go through this cleansing. We have to go through this refining season. I want to be an instrument. I want to be a vessel for him that he can find useful. I don't want to be just something that's of wood and clay and just, and just sit there not being used. I want to be used for a good purpose, for a good work, for the master, for the Lord. But we have to go through a cleansing. We have to go through a refining. There is beauty and there's goodness in the refining. It may be painful. It may be uncomfortable. It's not what we want. But most times it's what we need. There is beauty and goodness in the refining. So if you're in the fire, know that you are his chosen child and that God is with you. Real gold does not fear fire because when it's burned, it shines even more after the fire. You, daughter, are worth more than gold. Do not fear the fire. For God who controls rain, wind, and fire. God who is in control, creator of all things. He's for you and he's living on the inside of you. 
you are in good hands. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. James 1, verses 12. I know you hear the sad music. It means I'm going to pray. <laughs> if you don't already know by now, when you hear solemn music at the towards the end of the episode, that means that I am going to end it with prayer. <laughs> um, but be encouraged and know that you are not going through this refining season for no reason. You're not being punished. You're being purified. You are not rejected. You're being refined. You're not being set aside. You're not forgotten. You are being set apart for his greater purposes. Lord, I pray for the women listening. There's a reason that they're listening to this episode at this time right now. And it's because you drew them to it. You're such a good God a good and intentional God. I pray for the women listening that feel as if they're being stretched, challenged, crushed, probably persecuted. They've lost hope and strength to carry on. Help them to no longer believe the lie that they are being punished or that you've left or that there's no good that can come from this, that can come from what is being shaken up or what's happening in their lives right now. May those lies be replaced with your truth, that you have a plan for them and that you work all things for their good and that you are a shield to those who call on you and trust in you. Remind them that what they're experiencing is temporary and that no matter what they go through, you will never leave. I thank you that you have never lost your sight on us. Help us to not only endure, but to surrender to the refining process. May we not be afraid of the fire, but approach it with confidence because we know that you are in control of the fire and you are the fire inside of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are with us in the fire and not only that, but you will guide us through it. Help us to be aware of the trials that we go through and take them as an opportunity to surrender to you and what you want to do in and through us. May we not run or abort the process, but may we embrace it. I thank you for the peace and comfort that you're providing in the midst of the doubt. I pray that we would be comforted that your heart for us is to know you more intimately and grow in your likeness. May our desires shift to reflect and look more like you, to give you honor and praise, even if it means going through the fire again and again and again and again. Because if it means that we are becoming more like you, may it be well with us. In your name I pray. Amen.
Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. I really do pray that it was an encouragement to you guys. Just know that I am praying for y'all and be sure to follow the Instagram page at the PWT podcast and subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. Please stay tuned for the next episode on the Pillow Talk podcast where we keep it real and biblical. Don't forget to share it with your friends and loved ones that you think that would really benefit from this episode. Your girl Vanessa is signing out. Until next episode, bye guys.